Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Pitchers and catchers reporting today for the Twins, the weekend. Uh, rest of the players will report. I think first full squad workout is Sunday, and then preseason or exhibition games uh, beginning the end of next week. And, and uh, Jim, the overall number one pick for the Twins, number five overall, I should say, last year, but the Twins' top pick, uh, Walker Jenkins, he's impressing uh, uh, as he showed up to camp early, and he looks like a real stud. Yeah, he is put together. Uh, I've, I've heard some scouts compare him to Bryce Harper. Uh, he's got the body, the work ethic, the drive, the uh, athletic arrogance, uh, the intensity. He can really pound the ball. Excellent strike zone uh, discipline. Hits in a mile. Can use hit it. Uh, use all fields. He is going to be. Uh, he should be a star. Yeah. Now, you know there are a lot of a lot of potholes in the road to stardom, but he has the ability to do it. And, and, you know, as much bad luck as the Twins have had over the years with injuries and so forth and the rest of the teams all combined, they had real, a lot of luck in the draft lottery. First ever baseball draft lottery, they moved way up into the five hole, and everybody for that draft was saying, five great players available, and they got into number five. Yeah, uh, yes, you're right. The Twins have had some luck in their, uh, in their history, including uh, finding Kirby Puckett as kind of a, you know, I mean, a small college player. Uh, you know, I mean, they won two World Series. They, they, they maybe, you know, they probably shouldn't have won in '87. Pretty good matchup uh, against a great team in '91. Uh, they've had some luck over the years. Injuries have really been the, the negative. Mm-hmm. You know, they've just had so many great players just not be able to live up to their their abilities because of injuries. But yeah, this uh, this could change that perception if Walker Jenkins ends up if they. End up well, getting up to number five in the lottery, and Walker Jenkins ends up being a Bryce Harper type. Yeah. Uh, the Twins continue to kind of clear the decks in the middle infield uh, by trading um, Nick Gordon as well uh, toward the end of last week. And one of the non-roster invitees, I guess they have 19 of them, uh, is, of course, Brooks Lee as well, who uh, Twins and fans are also very excited about. Yeah. Uh, Nick Gordon basically had his job taken by Willie Castro. Hmm. Willie Castro. Nick Gordon... Uh, and it also reminds you how bad the 2022 season was and how many injuries there were that we actually kind of got excited about Nick Gordon uh, just because he was healthy and he knows how to play baseball. <laughs> right. uh, and you go back and look at the numbers and you go, oh, he really didn't do that much. He just kind of you know, was a classic utility infielder. Now here comes Willie Castro. He just does, he does everything better than Nick Gordon. Uh, Nick's a really good guy. Uh, he had some health problems through his career that kind of helped kept kept him from putting on quality weight, and we never know what he would have been if he'd been completely healthy. But right at this moment, Willie Castro is just way better than Nick Gordon, mm-hmm. so they traded Nick Gordon for yet another reliever. Yeah, uh, and another non-roster invitee is, is Jordan Belozovich, who they did yep. release from the 40-man roster, but he's apparently signed back with them then? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically he, they, he cleared waivers, so they brought him back to the organization. They still have some hopes for him. Mm-hmm. He actually pitched pretty well in situations uh, as a middle reliever last year. Maybe, maybe with their current status, uh, they try to go back to having him be a starting pitcher because there's a little more need in the organization for that right now. And you mentioned Brooks Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooks Lee is going to be in camp, and it's gonna be, yeah, I think what's going to be interesting to monitor with Brooks Lee is where do they play him in, in training camp? spring training camp, and where they play him early in the season minor league. Because, you know, they want, to, they want him to maintain the ability to play shortstop, which is the hardest infield position. But he's probably going to be a 
the, if he performs well, he's probably going to be the first call up when somebody gets hurt mm-hmm. at any infield position. Yeah, second, third, short. If you can play short, you can play the other ones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and really, Royce Savali talks about this a lot on our podcast, too. I mean, now that you can't take out the second baseman, mm-hmm. I mean, playing second base is pretty simple. Because the only real trick to second base is the uh, is turning the double play. And it used to be you have to, used to be really agile to avoid getting knocked into left field. Now you can just stand on the base and throw as hard as you want. Yeah, hearkening back to Hal McRae back in the day. He used to yes. take guys out waist high with, with body rolls once in a while. So uh, that's a good part, again, of the game that they've uh, cleaned up there. Uh, it, is there. Are they going to have an automated strike zone at all or a, an appeal process or something this year, or have they delayed that until next year? I don't think it's coming this year. I can okay. double-check that. I have not seen any reference to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess I haven't researched that, but I, I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, I thought last year they were talking about potentially uh, coming on this year. So we'll see uh, what happens. Maybe we'll see it in spring training, but uh, not ready for primetime in, in uh, regular season games yet. Uh, who knows? Uh, Timberwolves, again, last night, uh, you know, kept slugging. Uh, clearly Portland was fired up to get a chance at him. DeAndre Ayton actually played like they thought he could when he was like the third overall pick or whatever he was. He doesn't produce like that very often. But then Anthony Edwards and Nikhil Alexander-Walker decided, let's just take this game by the throat and win it right now, and they did. Yeah, and Edwards was excellent throughout, and he kept them afloat when they really weren't doing much offensively. Uh, Towns uh, didn't play his best, also had some foul trouble. Uh, and you really see that Jaden McDaniels is probably the, the barometer for this team is how hard and how intense they're going to play on any given night. Uh, McDaniels was fantastic on Monday against the Clippers, and last night he did nothing. Um, and he's the kind of guy who does get geared up for prime defensive matchups. He gets geared up to the big games. He doesn't always bring it in the lesser games, and that's one of the reasons they've struggled against some, some bad teams. He didn't do anything last night. And so it's Nikhil Alexander-Walker, basically his, his you know, replacement off the bench, uh, huge fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And, and great ball movement, great team ball movement, excellent ball movement by Conley, excellent blow-up ball movement by, uh, by Edwards. And the ball kept finding uh, Alexander Walker, and he kept hitting big threes. Mm-hmm. So Edwards is great throughout, and and Alexander Walker really put put away Portland when they were looking like they were going to be a threat. Interesting comments I thought from Mike Conley after the game that that he feels like now Alexander Walker has embraced being a three and D guy that he wasn't sure that that's what he wanted to do at the beginning, and and Conley saying I'm proud of him for now embracing that role and really working at it. That's what they need, uh, and he's playing that role really well. He's an excellent defender. Uh, he's versatile. He can bring the ball up and play kind of quasi-point guard at times, and they're doing that right now as they're breaking Morris into their system. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they need him to shoot threes. And he's capable of running the floor. He's capable of getting off a two sh- two-pointer, but they really need him shooting threes. That- that's what this team needs from him. Yeah, and it was from the corner last night where he was just deadly. Uh, Jaden McDaniels clearly has a lot of skills. He's very athletic. He's tall and long and an excellent defender. But his offensive game hasn't really developed. Do you think that will at some point? I think he has. he's capable. He, he's capable of shooting the three, and sometimes he does it well. Excuse me. He has the Eurostep game. He can, he can uh, be funky on the way to the rim. Um, he just... It's, it's, I don't know whether it's chi- you know which is the chicken, which is the egg. Mm. On this team, they need him to be a great defender who takes 
advantage of certain matchups when he's on offense and who uh, cuts and you know gets some easy baskets and shoots to see open three. And it's really hard, depending on who you talk to, some people say he has the potential to be a very good offensive player and he's subjugating that because they don't need that on this team. And other people say, uh, well, maybe he's not that good an offensive player because he's not that good an offensive player. Mm. Uh, but there are skills there. He can get to the rim. He's long. He can get a shot off in traffic. He can shoot the three. Uh, and it's just hard to tell whether there's more there or this is just who he is. If this is just who he is, which is a complimentary offensive player and a great defender, that's okay. Mm. But you do wonder if there's a little more. He got a fat contract for not offering more than 10 points with one assist a game, though, even if he yeah, is well, a terrific defender. I mean, yeah, and they gave him that. They they love his defense. They mm. think his defense is absolutely essential. Uh, they think he has more offensive potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, honestly, on this team, as it's currently constructed, they really just need, they need to play defense and be opportunistic on offense because mm. Edwards is going to take his shots. Towns is going to take his shots. Gobert is going to get the – close to the rim shots. Uh, Conley's going to take a certain amount of shots. Uh, you know, they, they don't need a fifth guy who's jacking up shots. They really need to be a defender who, again, in certain matchups, certain games, is going to be able to score. Anything to the P.J. Fleck to UCLA rumors? Uh, I'm, I mean, agents are constantly looking for a better deal. Uh, I know P.J.'s building a mansion in Edina. Uh, I don't think he would like to go to L.A. and be the second-best team in his own city mm-hmm. and uh, fight that fight and deal with a new set of pressure. I think P.J. is pretty comfortable here. Um, so I, I'm, not, I'm not really thinking he's going to leave. Uh, I'm not sure it's a better job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and of course, P.J. is going to stay here long. He's going to have to do a little bit better than he has the last couple of years. But right now he's, he's in pretty solid with Coyle. Chip Kelly's a pretty good coach, and he left to become an offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Yep. That doesn't speak volumes about how good that job is. No, I don't think it's a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, USC's probably going to get better players, mm-hmm. um, and you know they're kind of the, the the stepson in that market. It's also you know this is a big sports market. I mean, that's one of the few sports markets where there's even more going on. UCLA is just football is just a very small uh, part of that scene. Uh, if you're not good, people are going to go to the beach and not even come to your game. So, I, right. yeah, I, I don't see, unless you just love sunshine, I don't see why that would be a, an upgrade. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5, Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.